everybody, it's Greg, and we are here on the podcast series called Experience Asheville. Today we're going to talk with the people from Sweet Bear Rescue, and um, before we get into that, I just want to thank one of our sponsors, Yonaware, for um, participating. Please check those guys out. Um, but let's talk to Joe and Lisa from Sweet Bear Rescue, and before we always start, I happen to know these guys. Um, I want them to give a little background, uh, just how they ended up in Western North Carolina. Um, good question. <laughs> so we are kind of travelers of the earth. And a few years ago, actually about 10 years ago, we spent about five months driving around the country, which is something, Greg, I'm sure you can relate to as it was in a conversion van. Um, but when we did that, we kind of we were interviewing the country to figure out where our next move was going to be. We wanted to grow food and we wanted to rescue animals. And we really wanted to have an outdoor lifestyle where we could camp and hike and, and be a bit more um, adaptable all year around. Um, we were living in Chicago, so that wasn't going to cut it for any of those things. So we kind of stumbled on Western North Carolina and um, rented a house in Asheville for about six months and then happened to stumble on Hendersonville and fell in love and found this house. And we've been here ever since. And that was about six years ago. So you're from Chicago. Correct. And Joe here very rarely is unseen without some Boston Japanese on. <laughs> True story. So he's got another Red Sox hat on. We'll talk about that another day. But um, so he's originally from Boston. New England. New, New England. England. I, li I did live in Boston for a time, but I okay. grew up in the suburbs. Okay. Yes. And how? Did, so you guys met in Chicago? Boston. Okay. Yes. And then you moved to Chicago, and then you, you both ventured down here. Correct. Correct. Okay, cool. And you talked a little bit about um, when you came, you started out in Asheville, mm -hmm. but you ended up down in Hendersonville. What made you sort of gravitate to the south a little bit? Um, to Western North Carolina? Or just south, south of town. To, to, oh, south. to south of Asheville. Yeah. Yes. We... Um, <laughs> We wanted to go hiking where the Hunger Games was filmed. So we it was like that right when the movie came out and we had read the book. And so we were going to DuPont. And on the way back to Asheville, we stopped in Hendersonville, checked out Main Street. And then we went to Southern Appalachian Brewery and had a beer and met Kelly, who's one of the owners. And that experience was it for us. We fell in love home. with the town. Yeah, it just felt like home yeah. immediately. Um, and that speaks volumes for Kelly and Southern App because it was just, we, we felt so natural here from the very first time we set foot in this town. And it's funny because Hendersonville has this reputation of being like a little bit older and right. kind of sleepy. Yeah. And Joe and I were like, oh, we're moving to Hendersonville. And everyone in Asheville thought we were crazy. And now we kind of feel like we were just ahead of the curve. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, yeah. It was, we love this town. Absolutely love it. Never looked back. Could not be happier. And we just moved from two big cities, too. And so we were in Asheville. And like, this is great. But we moved for the country. To be yeah. In the mountains and stuff. And not necessarily in a city. Being from, living from Boston and Chicago. So here we are. Well, I sort of know your story because I met you guys at the at sort of the beginning, um, with a lightning strike at Green Man, that's a whole other day. But um, I sort of, Literally. I sort of want you guys to give a little background, because the listeners don't maybe they do, maybe they don't. You guys own Sanctuary Brewing, and we'll get to that in a little while. But I want you guys to give a little bit of the story of how you sort of came into the the rescue animal 
saving, whatever you want to call it, but because you also started the brewery with a specific vision and mission. So can you guys just talk a little bit about how how and where you got there? I mean, you've, got, you've been focused from day one. So before we get to the rest, just talk about the brewery and then get into the rescue um, or rescuing. Yeah, yeah. So um, animals have been, so I don't want to go all the way back to when I was four and the first time I saw a puppy, but suffice <laughs> to say that I've always been a lover of animals um, and they've always been a huge part of my life. And again, when we were living in Chicago, part of our criteria of moving down here was being able to do some animal rescue. So I, we came down with two dogs and a cat, and we wanted to buy some land and continue that kind of adopt, don't shop, rescue, don't buy mentality, not realizing it would become what it has. Mm -hmm. um, but we found a property that was perfect for that. And then, you know, it, it was like, oh, maybe we'll rescue a couple of chickens. Maybe we'll rescue a few more cats. And it just kind of developed from there. Um, and last October, we got our 501c3 nonprofit status for this farm, which is now known as Sweet Bear Rescue Farm. So let me back up a little bit. Um, you guys have, have done so much for the local rescues around the area. What made you decide to, to do your own? Or was that always the plan? Yeah, that was uh, that was always the plan. So our plan, our, our plan literally came from a conversation Joe and I had one day when I was consulting and he was bartending and kind of getting his foot in the door in the beer industry. And I said, wouldn't it be cool if we could open a brewery and make a bunch of money and then open an animal rescue? And the idea of sanctuary brewing was born literally in that moment. Like we copyrighted the name the next day. Little did we know there isn't a whole lot of money in owning a small <laughs> brewery. But regardless, we now have a brewery and an animal rescue. So we did it. We were thinking like 10, 15 years and we started the rescue within the first two of having the brewery. So we're very proud of that. And and again, animal rescue, you could pick from so many, I know you guys, you could pick from so many different ways to help society or contribute. Um, you sort of, sort of heard your story. Let's hear maybe from Joe, like, again, you're so specific. I mean, you guys, you, you really live the story. I, I, I'll get into a little bit more. I mean, we can talk about it now. You guys are huge advocates of being vegan um so talk about that i mean you guys are it's not just about the rescue it's it's about the whole next level can you, you want to touch base about on that first? sure sure uh i think as soon as we kind of refined our goals and we were we were vegetarian when we moved down here but we were uh started leaning towards veganism uh probably the year before we got into the rescue and uh the more you live the life you just kind of that's just kind of the direction it all went into and so uh as we you know it became more narrow our focus uh it just seemed to make more sense and i think i was definitely more skeptical of of putting the vegan moniker on the brewery or any business because it does have sometimes a negative connotation along with it in the public's eye uh but it's definitely uh, it was definitely the right thing to do, and I think it was... Well, it's who you are. It's, it's, it's who we you are. You live it. True, true. But it's sometimes when you say that, some pe a certain percentage of people are turned off, but we have not found that to be the case. Uh, you know, there's there's always going to be outliers in, in, in everything, and I think uh, 
you know, those are going to happen regardless of what you're doing. And so we have had a, a tiny bit of flashback. But if you're, if you, uh, but if you're making great beer and you're providing a good product in a good place, uh, people don't care if it's vegan or anything else. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it's 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 the. I think there's a huge, there's a huge trend towards that right now. Absolutely. And I also think that Absolutely. we're in a part of the country that embraces local and embraces Absolutely. acceptance. So I, I understand the, you know, my wife is vegan. Um, I'm not quite there yet, but um, you definitely see more and more people super conscious about what they're putting in their bodies and not only that, but how they're treating animals and the whole food industry as a whole. Of course, of course. So. Well, and just to piggyback on what you said earlier, Greg, is that we are actually living it. So I think the reason we haven't really gotten pushback is because one, we're not kind of negatively cramming it down anyone's throat, but two, we, we are living our own truth every day. And so if we had started the brewery and sold out our values in any way just to make a buck, I think it would have been very transparent. And I think our audience respects the fact that we are true to ourselves and true to our values. And that was just a gamble we took when starting a business. So. And, and I, again, I have the pleasure of knowing you guys really well. So if people are listening, I will tell you right now, Joe and Lisa, live it a hundred Person. Are you saying that because you just met our turkeys and our chickens? No, and our- let's, talk, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Sweet Bear Rescue. So tell people what it is and how it started and maybe the name, just in general. Talk about it. So the name came from our dog, who, whose name was Nala, but her nickname was Bear. Um, she was a Rhodesian Ridgeback mix that Joe and I had. She's my dog for 15 and a half years. Um, and when we took that adventure I told you about, where we lived in a van and yeah. drove around the country, it was with that dog. So she was kind of like the great love of my life and a catalyst for everything we have done since that point. So Sweet Bear Rescue comes from her because she was our sweet bear. Um, so we named it after her. And just to get a little bit sentimental, I feel like when we said goodbye to that dog, it left such a, a vast hole um, in me as a human that I fill it by trying to save as many animals as I can and trying to put as much kindness out into the world as possible. So that's where the name came from. It all started from one dog. And now you have some turkeys and a pig. And what else you got out there? Uh, chickens, turkeys, goats, pig, and then the house is filled with dogs and cats. <laughs> <laughs> and, and rotating usually. Usually time. rotating to our quote-unquote fosters right now. Um, Foster fails more like Well, it. they have a very good life here, and we're not looking to just kind of put them in a new home. If the right situation comes along, th- that will happen. But in the meantime, I work out of the house um, taking care of the administrative side of the brewery and the bookings, etc. So I'm here with the animals all day anyway, so... Why not? It's well, pretty wonderful. And and you guys have this giant commitment um, to the rescue. You run in a brewery, and you're committed to both. How do you balance it? Like, I've had a small business, but I haven't had an animal rescue. So how do you balance How do you do Crazy. it? It never ends. <laughs> um, well, the good thing about having a nonprofit status is that we have a board and our board um, knows our animals really well and they help out as much as possible so there it's kind of a venn diagram between the brewery and the animal rescue two of our bartenders are actually on the board my best friend is a part-time bartender and is also on the board so there's this intermingling of this support team that really helps us 
run both and without them i don't know how we would do it um, but for the most part day in and day out i again work from the house taking care of the animals and making sure the business stays afloat and you know we're booking fun bands and joe makes the beer so he's the real talent and i'm kind of the management side of it cool all right so we've talked about um the rescue sweet bear rescue I just want people to know, again, that you guys also own Sanctuary Brewing in Hendersonville. It's pet friendly, making killer beer, has an awesome local vibe. You guys provide constant live music. Um, just talk about the brewery quickly. I, I was sort of in this same room um, when I found out you guys were going to open a brewery. <laughs> and it was super exciting. So can you just talk about that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Um... Yeah, so we had that conversation in the hot tub uh, years ago, and then I was working for a local brewery in Asheville, and I started taking small business classes. I have a business background. Uh, but you I sort of knew you wanted to do finance. it. Finance. I think so. I like In the back of my mind, it was like, yeah, it would always be great, and I was talking about it with one of my buddies all the time. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had our own brewery, on and on and on, you know what I mean? But it was always pie in the sky kind of stuff. It was never like, let's make this happen, until it was like, let's make this happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. all of a sudden it was like... We kept saying, I guess we kept saying, wouldn't it be amazing if there was a brewery downtown Hendersonville? Because there just wasn't. And Southern Appalachian's great, but they're still on half the, mile. Up on the north side. They're on the north right. side. And if you, there's a bunch of bars and restaurants, great bars and restaurants downtown. There just wasn't a spot to go listen to live music, get a craft beer. There just wasn't. And so we kept saying that. When is someone going to do it? When is someone going to do it? And then all of a sudden, after I had a few years of experience under my belt, I was like, why, aren't, why are we waiting for someone else? Why don't we just do it? And so... Took a small business class just to kind of refresh and hone our focus. And uh, and just had an anniversary? Yeah. Yeah, we just celebrated three years, three years last weekend. Can you it? It's crazy. No. It was like three days. <laughs> so also talk about the other side of the brewery because I've seen the brewery evolve over the couple yeah. of years. So it, um, you do sometimes have food in the brewery? We have a full-blown kitchen now, which go. could not be more exciting. So um, it's actually run by a woman named Laura Theodore, who is a celebrated PBS chef. She just filmed season six and seven of her show, The Jazzy Vegetarian, in the location in the brewery. Um, so right now they're open Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, adding Wednesdays and Thursdays within the next few weeks. So. The food that's coming out of there is amazing. It is also plant-based, which we could not be happier about. Um, so we are literally just kind of building onto what we started every chance we get. That's super, super exciting. Um, all right, so tell people where to find you. Um, or is there any, let's, let's tip back up before they do. Is there anything else that you want to mention to our listeners? Or do we want to just tell people where to find you? Got any events coming up? I know you got... Big Apple bus this <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's going to be out of control. We will be prepared, though. We have all hands on deck, and it's going to be bonkers and a lot of fun. What about if we want to donate to the rescue? So you can donate to the rescue. Um, actually, I have a few things I okay, want to talk sure, about. Absolutely. So, so I'm going to talk about how you can donate in just a second. But we got a request from another rescue organization in New York exactly two days ago about um, an event called the Kaporos, which some of you may know and some of you may not. It is um, an event that happens every year in New York City by ultra-Orthodox Jews where live chickens are... Um, swung around three times over people's heads and then they are slaughtered on the streets of New York City. 
Um, 60,000 birds die in this event every year, and there are some rescue organizations that go in and take as many as they can. So they contacted us and asked us if we could take any of those birds. Um, we thought we were tapped out on animal capacity, but couldn't say no to that request. Um, yeah, thanks. We're pretty excited and a little nervous about it because these birds are what are called in the industry broilers, which means they are genetically bred to eat and grow and eat and grow. They're normally slaughtered between seven and eight weeks old. So when they get here, they can't live with their other chickens. They need a special diet. They need special care, etc. So we're, we've got a big fundraising push right now to help us raise some money and have a volunteer day to get structures ready for those birds. We're trying to rescue 10, but they'll need their own chicken run. They'll need their own chicken house. They'll need their own food. They'll need probably quite a bit of veterinary care when they get here. So we have a volunteer day here on September 8th. And you can find out more about that on Facebook at Sweet Bear Rescue Farm. There's also a donate button on that page. Okay. Or you can go to donate at kindnessempire.com if you want to PayPal. Either, either or. Either you can donate through Facebook just by hitting the donate button. Or you can donate through PayPal using the email address donate at kindnessempire.com. And those birds will be here around September 21st. So we're pretty excited about that. Again, the volunteer day is September 8th. You can email us via the Facebook page if you wanna join. Um, and there's already an event on that Facebook page. So if you can come out, fantastic. If you can't and you can spare five or $10, that's great too. And if you can't, please just share the event or the donate button, it means a lot to us. So 10 more mouths to feed in this house. That's awesome though. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you guys live it. I mean, no more room at the end, but you, yeah. you, fig <laughs> we, you figure a way out. We build it. Exactly. <laughs> we build a new wing to the end That's is right. what we're going to do. So, um, Okay, so we talked about donation and we talked about Apple Fest. Anything else in September that you guys want to mention? I think those are our big Maybe. events in September, yeah. Apple yeah. Fest and then the donation drive. Yeah, Apple Fest is going to be bonkers. Mm -hmm. Always good live music. Lisa does a great job with bookings. Thank you so much. Joe does a great job making beer. Hot pig, hot pig, hot pig. Hot all pig all day. Pigs. Yeah. All the hazy, hazy anniversary. So we're sort of winding down. Um, and as most of the listeners know, I always ask one last question. When you're not, for you guys doing, I don't even know how you have time to do anything <laughs> else, but if you're not you're at the brewery and you're not, and you're not at, at the rescue farm, you know, where's, where's the secret place you guys sort of sneak away to? It can be anything. It can be a brewery. It can be a restaurant. It can be a hike. It can be whatever you want. It's typically hikes, I would say. Yeah, for both of us. Yeah. Lisa sneaks off the Sandberg farm. I go to, I like Bradley, Bradley Falls. Yeah, we both, yeah, Little Bradley, Little Bradley. is a go-to for us. It's, yes. Everybody always goes to Big Bradley because it's called Big Bradley. And then nobody <laughs> ever goes to Little Bradley. Well, and there's nobody ever there. It's I great. Know. I, I think we're spilling our secret. Do you want to tell where that is or do you really want to keep that to yourself? Uh, you can Google it. You can Google it. You can Google it. <laughs> yeah. It's Saluda. It's in Saluda. It's, in it's Saluda. a it's awesome. great hike with a small little waterfall. And a swimming hole at the end. And a swimming hole at the end of it. Yep. It's yep. perfect. Yep. Well, I listen to the chickens in the background. <laughs> Maybe roosters. That's Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> a nod to Joe's Massachusetts <laughs> roots. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is it Gronk? Because yeah. he's he's a big dumb idiot. He's very <laughs> handsome. He very and he's handsome. filled with testosterone. That's and he right. says like, "Want to see me spike a football?" Like all day, every day. Yeah. That's all. Yep. Well, on that, on that note, we will end. I want to thank you guys for being with us. Um, you guys can check these guys out at Sanctuary Brewing or Sweet Bear Rescue Farms. Um, my name is Greg. I'm with Incline Adventures. 
And thanks for listening to the podcast experience Asheville. Have a good one. Thank you.